Welcome to Brands in Action, the podcast that asks the questions every brand should be asking. Today, we welcome Colleen Craig, the brand manager at Wyman's. Colleen graduated from DePaul University in Chicago with a degree in communications and started her career behind the wheel of a 27-foot-long fiberglass hot dog on wheels as a brand ambassador for the iconic Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. Colleen is currently the brand manager for Wyman's, the nation's number one brand of frozen fruit and one of the world's largest purveyors of wild blueberries. Wyman's is in fourth generation of family ownership and is on a mission to help the world eat more fruit. Hey, Colleen, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. You know, you've got a lot of really interesting experiences in your career, agency side, PR, communications, marketing, advertising. But I would be remiss if we didn't start with your first gig working for <laughs> Oscar Mayer. And I'd love to hear more about the Wiener Mobile experience. And it's one thing to be into brands and branding it's quite another thing to drive around in a brand. <laughs> that is very true. And, and I will say it was the opportunity of a lifetime. And as a marketer, the best way you know, to start my, my career in terms of just grassroots marketing and kind of building from the ground up. So yeah, I was a communications major in college, heard about the program, and then I just was totally, completely focused on how do I get to work for Oscar Mayer and drive the Wienermobile. It was such a coveted position. You know, they get thousands of applicants from all over the country. They hire 12 college graduates. There's six Wienermobiles. You have two drivers per mobile. And they basically hand you as a 23-year-old keys to the most expensive company car in America. And it was a, yeah, it was really a wonderful experience, as we say. <laughs> I always say like, uh, and I've said it many times on this show, like there's no such thing as a bad pun. There's only good bad <laughs> Yes, I could not agree more. But I also think like driving that thing around, it's like being in a parade, right? I mean, you're in a constant parade. You're in a constant parade. That's a great way to put it. I mean, the days where you know, you're eating a sandwich as you're driving down the road and you're continuing to wave. And I, I joke all the time that there's probably pictures of me like eating Subway while I'm in the Wienermobile <laughs> driving. But yeah, and you know, that was one of the things that I, I just, I loved the most about it and can continue to love about experiential marketing and vehicles like that. People just smile when they see you. Right. I mean, simply driving down the road you're, yes, you are absolutely working on your wave, you know, 365. But we, yeah. we like to say with the Wienermobile, it's, it's spreading miles of smiles. It's really true. I know. I've, I've been like on road trips and passed it before. And, you, you know, you just wave and it just makes you happy. So you have to graduate from Hot Dog High, correct? <laughs> to get in? That's right. Yeah. You, you start the program. You train in, in Madison, Wisconsin, two-week program called Hot Dog High. Everything from literally a book of puns like yeah. binder full of puns to learning to drive this 20 I think you meant a bundle full of puns. A bundle full amount of puns to crisis communications work to yeah. really just kind of, you know, getting embedded in the Oscar Mayer brand because they are, yeah. they are trusting these recent college grads out on the road, totally self-managed by the way, yeah. to be able to, to kind of live up to the role of a hot dogger. Not only did I graduate from hot dog high, but after the Wienermobile, I went to go work for a small agency in Chicago. My account was McDonald's. And so I had to graduate from Hamburger University as well. That's incredible. You actually have a triple major because didn't you also go to the Lobster and Salmon Academy as well? That's right. Yeah. So I, I thought about going to grad school at one point, but instead I just started getting all these you know, certificates from hot dog, hamburgers, lobster, salmon. <laughs> That's incredible. You have a triple PhD. What did you learn from all of that? What did you learn from all of those experiences? For the Wienermobile, it, was, it is this iconic piece of Americana. And I yeah. think you over that two week period, it is the very tactical stuff like driving appropriately and, you know, learning the rules 
of the road. But more than anything, it's you carry this responsibility. The keys are handed over year after year to 12 hot doggers and yeah, you're kind of literally, you're, yeah. literally and you're, you're carrying that legacy forward. So I think that sense of responsibility for sure. For McDonald's, from Hamburger U, I mean, Hamburger University is awesome. It's in their Oak Brook campus where they're, where they're headquartered. And the thing that I remember most from that, I was talking to one of the, the chefs who would say, you know, they were working on a, a strawberry goat cheese salad or something at the time. This was years ago, but saying how the, the global impact to the strawberry market that McDonald's can bring, you know, by, by adding any little yeah. thing to their menu, there's this huge domino effect of that particular product globally. So yeah, I mean, it's just for any of those, you're, you're just getting a very deep knowledge of a particular food, business, company, category, you know, all of that. So it's a great idea. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I, I feel like I'm, yeah. I'm putting myself through fruit initiation, you know, day in, day out with Wyman's, but I love the, the yeah. concept of having at some point a wild blueberry or frozen fruit academy. Well, one of the things that I love about all three of those things is the notion of onboarding into a brand of what, what the brand is all about. And I don't mean just from the brand level. Like we, th we think of brands as a set of behaviors based on a belief system or, or a set of values. And, and advertising and design is just one of those behaviors. It's not all of them. And, and I think that's where a lot of advertising agencies and marketing people sort of fall down is where they just think of their brand as like, what's the communications? And what I love about hot dog high and mcdonald's you know hamburger you and and uh, lobster and salmon academy you're actually really inhabiting the brand or having the brand inhabit you and i i'd love to hear your your thoughts on that like is it do you think of anything like that for wyman's absolutely and, and you're exactly right it's sort of this 360 immersion into into a company and just excitement you know you feel a part of it and it's part of what i loved about and, and continue to love about experiential marketing is you're asking people to really engage yeah. and, and get involved and so in theory you know it's more memorable and they're gonna look you know have positive memories of that experience but the more that that brands, companies um, can provide a really robust onboarding, the less work you do long term of, of keeping people kind of feeling a part of that whole brand experience. So yeah. Hamburg University was maybe a day. I mean, it was not a it was yeah. not a long program. But I I will tell you, I still to this day talk about the business of McDonald's. I may not eat there every day or, or very yeah. often, but they were so forward thinking. Yeah. I mean, they were planning the menu 10 years ahead. And I tell people that. And so just having that one day at Hamburg University yeah, it's incredible. has, you know, probably created a thousand impressions uh, in the last 10 years from me alone. So now you're in this fourth generation family business and not a lot of people can say they work in a company that started in the 1800s. I mean, <laughs> that's right. Talk a little bit about why this company started in the first place. What made it happen? So 1874, Jasper Wyman founded the company in, in Millbridge, Maine, tiny town in Maine, which is where we're still headquartered today. When he originally started out, it was a seafood canning company. So he was canning sardines and mussels mm, and local yeah. seafood. What really started the company as we know it today, while blueberries, frozen fruit was the civil war. The Union Army mm. needed fruit, canned fruit, yeah. and he happened yeah. to live on wild blueberry land. So wild blueberry land is, you know, it's down East Maine and it's the Canadian Maritimes. And so he started yeah. canning wild blueberries for the Union Army. We've never gone back since. <laughs> so I say all the time, I think we we're, we provide the cans of wild blueberries in the Betty Crocker wild blueberry muffin mix. And I think that was around the same time, 1900. Um, so we just had this this really yeah. not only the the familial the fourth generation which I think is in itself pretty rare we have these really long standing relationships with our customers 
that just date back before any of us were alive. You know, we were alive, certainly. Yeah. So that was the origin. And in a way, we, either it was luck or, you know, smart on, on his behalf of where he chose to settle his roots. But the wild blueberries, bushes, they, they grow naturally. They were planted by Mother Nature thousands yeah. of years ago when the glaciers receded. So just happened to be sitting on these little little piles of gold. I think one thing that's amazing, and I guarantee you, everybody that's listening to this, every single person, whether they know it or not, has eaten your product. I hope so. What if, and if not, go out right now and, and buy a bag. You're in lots of things, right? You're not just selling in restaurants and other brands. Like you're, you're still in a lot of things, aren't you? We are. So not only do we have a pretty significant retail business, but we also have a food service division, an ingredient division, and we just launched an e-commerce site the last, over the last six months. Um, so yeah. we're for the first time going direct to consumer. But yes, to your point, there are some big named national quick service chains that, yeah. that we have been servicing wild blueberries for years. So if you happen to get yeah. a blueberry muffin or a blueberry scone, unfortunately, not many of them call them wild blueberries or wild right. muffins, but you are very likely biting into a, a Wyman's muffin. Yeah. From a branding standpoint, I don't know why they wouldn't use the word wild because it's so much better. There's a lot of data to show that, yeah, the yeah. word the word wild is has a positive connotation to consumers or more likely to order something. I Believe me, when I first started, I mean, I was like going door to door to just the bakeries, restaurants around Portland saying, is this blueberry ice cream or is it wild blueberry ice cream? Because we yeah. should really put the wild in front of it, which is part of what we're trying to do this summer, actually, by partnering closer with our customers and, and really making that stronger connection between Maine and wild. It's something yeah. that's very unique to the state, also the Canadian Maritimes, but very unique to Maine and, and trying to solidify that in the minds of consumers. It's a different product altogether. It tastes it's different. It's, yeah, the growth story is different. Everything about it, the origin is different. Somebody has said the, the worst thing to happen to wild blueberries is that the cultivated blueberry was called a blueberry. Because yeah. they're, they're really, because it's not, they're really, yeah, they're really two completely different species of fruit. Not only is that different, you're working at a family business and you've had a lot of experience in sort of bigger yeah. and smaller private companies and probably shareholder driven companies. How, how is it different working in a, a family company? Well, first of all, it's where I will always choose to be. You're right in that I've, I've worked at smaller privately owned, you know, under 30 people agencies. I worked for a publicist agency for six mm -hmm. years. So, you know, major conglomerate. And then I, I spent a year working for Moo, which is 600 people privately owned, but we had a board of directors. So it was all different experience. The family owned, what's nice about it is you, you have a little bit more leverage to first of all, impact change quicker um, yeah. and just take more risks. It's the the family, so the fourth generation ownership. I mean, they're they're not involved in the day-to-day -day of the business. They do own the company and they're they're yeah. involved in the sense of they're they're enthusiastic about the work that we're doing and they're supportive of it. But we're able to pitch them on ideas and, and move really quickly to bring things to fruition. So it's it's fantastic. It gives us that leverage again to just kind of move quicker. We're we're not going through too many channels. That's a huge advantage. It absolutely is. Yeah. And our, our CEO does a, you know, he has a great relationship with the family. And, and so they, there's, there's just this implicit trust in terms of what we're doing and in, in caring for the company that their great, great grandfather founded. Yeah. It's very special. And I think, you know, from what I've read, most family businesses don't make it past second generation of ownership. So we are pretty yeah. unique in that way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And does the founder's spirit sort of walk the halls? I had an experience a couple of weeks ago up at our headquarter office in Millbridge, where there is a sort of like a trap, like a secret door. It looks like a library. You can you push the secret door, and it's like you know being in Harry Potter. 
Hollis Wyman, who is Jasper's son. So it's Jasper Wyman and son is our legal name. Yeah. Hollis was the second kind of head of the company. Yeah. His bottles of vodka still sit in this like <laughs> hidden library. There's all these like hidden wet bar. It was just like the coolest old building. But yeah, his spirit of just resiliency and service and producing the best quality product. I mean, that absolutely is threaded through what we do today. Yeah. A wild blueberry vodka is not a bad idea. I'm excited to talk about spirits with you. There's wild blueberry, everything out there. Yeah, indeed. But yes. Indeed. I love mission-based companies. And, and I know you have a mission to get people to eat more fruit as part of their lifestyle. And we know that blueberries are one of those like exponentially super fruit kind of foods that just have so many benefits. Talk a little bit about that mission and, and how you're going about driving that. When we set this mission of we are going to help the world eat more fruit, I think we also recognize that it's sort of work without end. I mean, the, the fact that eight out of 10 people, so the, the USDA dietary guidelines were just released for 2020 to 2025. And so they're, they're still eight out of 10 of us are not eating the recommended daily amount of fruit, which yeah. for simplicity's sake is two cups. We put a stake in the ground to say, this is what we are all about. We're fruit obsessed. We're going to get people to eat more fruit because if, if you eat fruit, which is delicious, by the way, and it's it's very portable. You know, that's the benefit, I guess, of fruit over veggies. People should still eat their veggies, but fruit is portable. It's fun and it's delicious. And the wild blueberry, you're exactly right in that it has antioxidant superpower. It has two wild blueberries have two times the antioxidant activity as cultivated blueberries. So they are indeed tastier and healthier for you, but they're so versatile. You know, we talk about frozen fruit and getting people to consume more fruit in their day. What is more convenient than a bag of frozen fruit? <laughs> I mean, you can, right. you can right. put it as a topper in your cereal. You can throw it into a blender. I mean, a majority of people that are buying bagged blends of frozen fruit are using them for smoothies. But, you know, there's more and more people that are using them for daiquiris. And, you know, however you can get your fruit consumption, at the end of the day, it has so many health benefits to your overall body. You know, there's, there's starting to be research that's being published just around wild blueberries in particular and cardiovascular health and brain health and just cognition from kids to 99, you know, so there are, there are many reasons, not only just the taste, which happens to be delicious, but there are many health benefits to incorporating more fruit into your diet. So that is, yeah. that is something that we, you know, we're trying to hit it in a couple of different ways. We have a ton of recipes on our website and we're trying to show the versatility. So it's not just smoothies. We do have smoothie recipes because right. people are using them right. for smoothies. For baked goods, for wild blueberries in particular, you know, you're getting more berries per bite. And so people love to use it for pancakes and, and muffins and scones and things like that. But just using frozen fruit as a sauce, you know, being able to boil it down into a sauce or you'll see on the site, I mean, there's, there's a recipe that we have to make, it's almost like your own um, fruit leather strip. So it's like a fruit roll up, but it's made just with our bagged triple berry blend. So we're trying to get people to think about fruit beyond just kind of your standard pie, pancake, smoothie route yeah. and how you can yeah. incorporate it and have fun with it across many different menu items, many different day parts. We're doing that through the website and recipes. We're also doing that working with customers of ours. And, you know, there's wild blueberry vinaigrettes for salad and there's wild blueberry sauces for wings. And, you know, you can kind of, there's a, there's places that are using our wild blueberry concentrate for wild blueberry mojitos and different cocktails. If you yeah. know Portland, yeah. uh, which is quite a foodie town, we also have, yeah. I think, close to like 100 craft breweries now. And a handful of them do use our product to make wild blueberry beer. It's, again, that versatility. It's like there's no pits. There's no peeling. There's, there's really, it's just, it's as convenient as it gets. And in a 
world that demands convenience. Um, we are we are trying to get people to think about fruit more and, and incorporate it in different parts of their diet. I don't want to kind of follow up on that. I was going to get to that later, but I'm I'm really fascinated by Portland as a great food town, which it is. Yeah. And in my old days of working on Burt's Bees, we used to go up to Maine and sure. I would go to Portland and I was blown away by that city for one thing. It's just fantastic. And I've also lived in the other Portland, you know, so which, which we called you the other Portland. <laughs> know, back hey, there, but. We were here first. Come on. <laughs> I know it's true. But um, we have a client here called the Videri Chocolate Factory, and it's literally a chocolate factory. They make chocolate. But every restaurant in town, any restaurant worth its salt that's really good here has Videri in something. It's part of the community here, but it's also this really amazing culinary ingredient, obviously chocolate. And I have to think that you guys are all over the sort of foodie scene there. How how does that manifest itself for you guys? It's a great question. And first I will say Portland is, it's a city of 66,000, but it really punches above its weight in so many ways. I mean, the restaurant scene here is ridiculous. It's hard to have a bad meal in Portland and the music scene and, you know, so many different, like it's just a creative Yeah part of the city. Um, So U.S. News and World Report actually just named Portland one of the best cities to live in America. So we're, you know, we're continuing to kind of get attention that way. But yeah, in terms of being a business here, I think one of the things we're, we're trying to do a better job of is really highlighting the customers that we work with up and down the coast of Maine who have been using our product for decades and not only calling it wild, but really kind of providing education around the the main state fruit, the wild blueberry, and not only that, but Wyman, so that people who are visiting, you know, we, we call visitors our pollinators. How do we get people who are in the state <laughs> right, who, right. you know, have Maine in, in, in and of itself has a, a good perception for people visiting, you know, we're vacation land. How do we get people while they're vacationing in Maine, you know, having this this great time and they're in the outdoors and, you know, we have this huge coastline and all the, the restaurants and breweries and all that good stuff. How do we also provide a wild blueberry experience as part of that? So when you go home, you think about wild, you think about Maine, you think about Wyman's. Our three pound bag of wild blueberries has distribution in all 50 states. So if you're traveling to Portland or traveling to Maine, rather, from anywhere in the continental United States, you'll, you'll be able to go home and get a bag of Wyman's and sort of relive that experience of eating wild blueberries in Maine. To answer your question in the roundabout way, that's we're trying to take advantage more of the culinary foodie scene that yeah. Portland has. I think we're a humble, we're not maybe as comfortable being sort of out in front of the news, making the news. We, we've been sort of behind the scenes and providing this really quality product for nearly 150 years. That's actually a really fascinating subject. I, I've literally had clients say, that ad's going to get too much attention. Yeah. You're like, you know, you're like uh, okay, I don't know. I'm not sure what to do with that. <laughs> Talk a little bit about how, again, how do you deal with that as a marketer of, of being behind the scenes instead of in front of the scenes? And how does that make you approach how you tell your stories and, and create your activity? It's what, as a marketer, one of the things that I learned very quickly at Wyman's is I have to be patient in not wanting to do too much at once. It's the company isn't used to being the outward face of and creating the news. And, you know, so many brands now, they they overuse this, you have to be authentic to your roots and all this. But in order for us to actually live up to all of the Wyman's employees and people that have been with the company, known the company, grew up in Washington, Hancock counties. I mean, it's, we're, we're not really an in your face kind of brand, you know, we're a humble 
brand that has been around for nearly 150 years. In terms of your approach, it's we're we're starting small and going slowly and taking sort of the the guidance of the wild blueberry itself, which it takes two years to grow one wild yeah. blueberry. So that that's become my new sort of mantra of Rome wasn't built in a day. It's like wild blueberries take right. two years to grow. We can do things planfully and slowly to get people to learn a little bit more about the business. It doesn't have to happen all at once. Uh, we don't want to overwhelm people, but it's like, we, we've been here. Let us tell you a little bit about what we've been up to the last 150 years. And, and going yeah. back to something you said earlier, when I first took this job, the best part about it was there was this like pause, the short Wyman's short pause. Oh, I have you in my freezer. And it was like, that pause was why I was so excited to take the job is that's the big opportunity. No one really knew the story of family ownership, of our roots in Maine, of the fact that we had this huge distribution. I mean, we are 185 full-time employees. Majority of our company is in the most rural county in the most rural or one of the most rural states in the country. And like, we're killing it, you know? And we don't, even when we surpassed Dole last August to become the number one brand of frozen fruit in the country, you know, we didn't put out a press release. We celebrated it internally yeah. with our employees, yeah. we did it, you know, big town hall. And, but it was just kind of head down, get back to work. We're pretty resource thin. That's an incredible achievement. Absolutely. I mean, it's the, the category itself is dominated by private label, but Dole has secured the number of position for many years. And here we come in and again, like our 185 employees to their however many, you know, they're a massive company. Is Dole supplying a lot of the private label product? We can infer that they play in both the private label and the yeah. brand game. I mean, yeah. that certainly, I think Wyman's is probably one of the few that we don't. I mean, all of our product is at retail right. is, is branded, which is how we like it. How do you win that last two feet of competition? Between a Dole, which is a, a, an incredibly well-established brand, right? I mean, Correct. maybe even as close to as old as you guys. I don't know. Certainly, with a way different past than you. But yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> when I'm when I'm shopping and I see private label blueberries, I see Dole, and then I see your wild blueberries. What what are you doing to win that that sale? First and foremost, you know, wild blueberries in and of themselves, it's our biggest differentiator as a brand. You know, we have something that yeah. many brands you you cannot plant a wild blueberry bush, you know, so you, you get what you get by definition, by definition. Exactly. We redid all of our packaging to kind of call out some of the benefits of wild blueberries, which is the two times antioxidant activity and people are consumers were really looking for antioxidant. They know that term, they know that it's healthy for you. So that, that was a benefit to us. If you've had a bag of Wyman's, you know, the quality, and I think it speaks to yeah, they're incredible. It, it speaks to it's yeah, it, it, and that's why, frankly, we we haven't needed to do as much kind of in your face advertising branding as potentially we we could have throughout the years is because the the product quality sort of speaks for itself, and we we do have the fastest turning product in yeah. the frozen fruit fruit case, which is that that three pound bag of wild blueberries. When you say you kind know, of how did you get across the, the last two feet? So our sales were had a steady incline over the past couple of years. So we were we were coming out because, because of COVID. Even before COVID, mm-hmm. you could see the kind of up and to the right. COVID really propelled us forward. Yeah. Uh, I think in the direction that we were headed, but quicker than we had anticipated. And frankly, it was just because we got the product to shelf faster. Like I give yeah. credit to our logistics team and our sales team that just got the product to shelf 
faster than Dole or faster than, you know, some of the private label grocery stores. And so we were in stock when people were stocking up. We brought on nearly a million new households during COVID, the first year of, of the pandemic. That's incredible. Well, you, you know, you think about it, you need to, you need antioxidants and you need to boost your immune system during a global pandemic. So. Exactly. That, and you know, it's, I always, I talk about this all the time. It's like, we need to, we need to earn freezer space. And people's freezers yeah. are small. Most people have one fridge freezer combo right. and, you know, you don't have, it's not a pantry, it's a freezer. You have limited space. And, you know, the benefit of frozen and is certainly the the convenience of it, the the cost of it, the two-year shelf life, you know, there's there's benefits like that. But at the end of the day, I think, how, how are we beating the competitors within the space? It's just the quality of the product, number one, the differentiator of the wild blueberry. So we have 20 SKUs that are in retail. You right. know, we have 16 bags of either straight fruits or, or blends. And then we have our new product, Just Fruit Cups, which I think also gives us an advantage in that Talking about private label for a second, category buyers in, in retail, they're looking at velocity. So how quickly is your product turning? And so we have we were winning that game with our wild blueberry bag, which is the fastest turning in the in frozen fruit. But they also need innovation. You know, consumers are looking for why shop at this retailer yeah, versus sure. this other retailer. And so there's not a whole lot of frozen, you know, in, innovation in frozen fruit. And, and we brought a product to market called Just Fruit Cups. That was really different for the frozen fruit category. And that's proved very successful for us. We got picked up yeah. nationally about six months ago in Walmart and in Target. And we're working on new flavor combinations. Yeah. This might be a dumb question, but do fresh blueberries create more of a competitive set for you? Or, or are people making those decisions differently? Such an interesting question. I, I do think that 72% of consumers are mixing frozen and fresh ingredients when they cook at home. So yeah. I yeah. think people are shopping both. Within frozen, you know, the category itself is just like people's freezers at home, the, the freezers inside retailer, they're set. You have a set limited outward facing opportunities, you know, for skew right. and product placement. And so there's, there's more competition in that regard. Yeah, you know, we, we do see a spike in sales in January or Q1 calendar year when there's less fresh produce available. What we battle with fresh blueberries or cultivated blueberries is, is really just people not knowing the difference between wild right. and cultivated and calling right. a blueberry a blueberry, which of course right. it isn't. And so I think that's just an education piece. That's a really interesting opportunity for communications. 100%. And, and we're no. trying to do that. You know, it's, And I think the industry has been trying to do that for a long time. It's just how do we scale it up and yeah. how do we continue to decouple cultivated or what we like to call ordinary blueberries from wilds. And one of the ways that we're doing that, which kind of speaks also to my experience with Oscar Mayer and the Wienermobile is we've created our, in a, we are in the pilot year of our experiential program and our Be Wild Mobile. Yeah, I really wanted to hear about that because I, I and I wondered how much of that came from your Oscar Mayer experience or was it something that came independently? My first day at Wyman's, uh, I said to our, our CEO, we need to do an experiential program. We need to spread the word. We need wild blueberry education on wheels. We've got to do it. Right. Um, and the second thing was we need a jingle. We are a company that <laughs> we can live up to a jingle. Like we, we ha we're this heritage company. Like it's interesting. Uh, and so we did both this summer. We have a jingle and we have the Be Wild Mobile. And I, you know, fortunately, uh, the family and the leadership team is very supportive of ideas that were new. You know, experiential marketing was was definitely a new concept, I think, for many inside the Wyman's business. We'll post both of those on the show notes when we, yes, when we please, do it. Because I, I think it's it's super cool. <laughs> well, I mean, the whole point was 
you know, we needed to have the jingle playing from the vehicle as we rolled into events. Like without, you know, without the jingle, what do you really, I guess, yes, right. you're showing up with this vehicle. But it's like so an ice cream truck. It, exactly. And, yeah. and, and really, it actually is. It's a healthier ice cream truck. So we are this summer in Maine sampling, giving away free samples of our Just Fruit Cups at every event. So if you see the Be Wild Mobile, you can get a free sample of our Just Fruit Cups. I'm going to run to it if I see it. That's yeah, I mean, which and people, you know, they, if they haven't had them, they're like, these are delicious. This is a healthier ice cream. Um, to answer your question, absolutely, it came from my experience with the Wienermobile. You know, I'm. This is my personal feelings about it. It's not necessarily on behalf of Wyman's, but I just, you know, there's like four thousand channels to reach people these right. days, and right. I am very biased towards the one-on-one -on -one engagement, give people an opportunity to engage. Like we, we did a print ad last year and it wasn't just a print ad. It was a, it was a scratch and sniff print ad because yeah. like if people, if you're asking them to do something, they're just more likely to remember that impression. And, and so, yeah, not only did the, uh, the whole notion of wanting to create a vehicle come from the Wienermobile, but I also tapped into the alumni network and we hired a past former hot dogger and a former yeah, amazing. and a former peanutter who drove the nutmobile. Yeah. And they have joined forces to promote wild blueberries across Maine this summer. So I think, you know, we are yeah. 80% of it is who do you have kind of representing your brand as your brand ambassador. Did you did you create a uh, kind of hamburger you like process to get those those people into what you're doing? I wish I could say yes. Uh, we will eventually build to that for sure. Yeah. Blueberry um, University. Blueberry University, absolutely, or or, or the like, Sorry. or the right, or the Go Wild University, yeah, yeah. piloting it this summer, testing you know how successful it can be for us at spreading education. But then ultimately, the goal being, in a couple of years, how do we have multiple vehicles in a different, maybe more interesting design that are going to markets around the country where we know that people are buying frozen fruit, and in some cases we know they're buying cultivated blueberries, and right. how, do we, how do we bring our vehicle there and really educate them on wild? And if nothing else, just have them taste the difference. Like I, I dare anyone, you taste a frozen cultivated ordinary blueberry versus a frozen wild, I mean, forget about it, it's, there's no competition. I've actually had both. And when I was introduced to your, your products, I didn't really realize it, and it's a different species. You know exactly, and so the whole idea is this sort of education on wheels, and how do we take it to markets that it's it will be brand new, it'll be a brand new experience, and we'll be able to open more opportunities to talk about wild, but also just invite more people into the brand. And then once once the sort of the gateway is the wild blueberry, and then you know you realize that Wyman's has all of these other products, and you know you, you start to branch out into different blends, which is the goal. Like our right. cherries, we have a, a two pound frozen cherries. I always have them in my freezer. They are. Right the best cherries and you know mm. you don't think wyman's and frozen cherries but right. hopefully right. in in a couple of years you will well is that something you're going to actively promote as the other fruit that you do and is that are they wild cherries or are they just cherries they're, they're just cherry I, we talk about this all the time yeah. how do we i don't know if there's such thing as a wild, wild cherry anymore <laughs> i don't know if there is either the thing about wild blueberries the 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 reason that wyman's got into other straight fruits and other you know creating blends is that you harvest wild blueberries once a year and it happens end of July, early August. It's a three to four week period. And that's what you have to sell for all year. It's, it's truly a premium product that way. You, you can't plant more. You can't just say, oh, our customers are ordering more. We're going we're gonna to create more. Like You get what you get for one year. And what we've learned is the yields can really fluctuate. Um, so it's hard to kind of predict. And, and being able to have these other products gives us some flexibility with our customers if we are you know supply of wild is is low how do we 
continue to, you know, continue to service them and, and fill the frozen fruit case with our triple berry product or a cherry berry salad. Yeah. How are you dealing with the environmental part of what you're doing as far as I have to think that the temperature differences are making harvests come early. Uh, how, how do you deal with that? And are you concerned at all about that? You are right in the sense that the warming temperatures have forced us to harvest sooner. Number one, I'll say talking about our working lands is probably my favorite topic. So I'm, I'm happy that we're talking about this. Yeah. Because, I mean, we own 50,000 acres of land and only about 15,000 of that right now is active blueberry land. But a couple thousand mm-hmm. of that is, is dedicated just to pollinator habitat. So that the native pollinators that literally help us create the fruit are, you know, have kind of the the natural ecosystem that they need to thrive um, year after year. So yes, the warming temperatures certainly, and even though wild blueberries kind of exist in their own natural ecosystem, we're definitely impacted by climate change, like probably every other agricultural brand. Um, What we're doing about it are, we have an agronomist on staff who is very, uh, connected to universities around the country. So we work closely with the University of Maine, which is in our own backyard, but we also work with Penn State and University of Pittsburgh and other universities around the country to put in place different mechanisms to help us predict in 50 years what the warming temperatures are going to do to just the wild blueberry harvest in general. You know, are we going to be able to right. harvest all in right. a three-week period? How can we sort of start to predict some of those patterns? And so that work is happening on our barrens right now. I mean, all all the time ongoing, you know, for the past decade. So I think we are at the forefront in that way of sort of thought leadership around how can we make changes now, or at least first collect the data and understand how it's going to impact us long term. So certainly, yeah, there's an impact. We used to talk about this on Burt's Bees all the time that, you know, the, the honeybee is the employee of the month, every month. That's exactly right. And from a consumer perspective, you know, outward facing, we we talk about no bees, no berries, because yeah. that's a yeah. sort of an easy concept for people to understand. But there are over 200 native pollinators on our on our barrens that help bear the fruit every single year. And it's it's paying attention to their patterns, their habitat, their, you know, everything to maintain a healthy system. We we like to say the only thing that leaves our fields are the berries. You know, yeah. everything else yeah. is really just part yeah. of the sort of natural process. Um, But there's, there's tons of other things that are happening on our land. Like we have one of the last wild Atlantic salmon free running rivers that exist in North America. We have, um, there's a lot of other species of birds and aquatic species that really call our barons their home. And it sort of all, I think, plays a role in the the overall sort of perception of the brand. How much do you talk about any of this stuff? So not enough. I will, I will say that. Every time I'm I'm down east and on our barrens, it's like there's more questions than I can possibly manage. Just there, there's Wyman's is a company that has always thought forward thinking for for future generations yeah. and and making decisions that will ensure the just the viability of the wild blueberry crop, but also the community. You know, it's one of the larger employers in really, you know, frankly, a, a depressed county that has, you know, a lot of, you know, some challenges. And, and Wyman's has been a leader in terms of just providing healthy community activities. And, you know, we, we helped uh, develop a community garden. And, you know, so, I mean, there's more than just the products and the plants, of course, it's also the people in the community. And I think why we've always been really focused on on that aspect. So like we talk about sustainability and yeah. you can go in so many different directions um, yeah. with that. But the number one thing is just how do we ensure our employees are in a healthy, safe work environment uh, for yeah. the long term? We have, we have generations of employees that, you know, yeah, families right. that have worked with. It's like our 
the guy that runs our processing plant has his grandfather's job. He and his dad both work at the company. He started breaking blueberries at like five or something. So, I mean, it's really, yeah, the sustainability conversation, we can certainly stand up to any other commercial farm uh, in terms of our practices and, and how we care for the health and safety of employees, the environment, our product itself. But, you know, talking about the employees, people, people don't usually focus on that. Well, it's, it's an amazing thing for companies to think about. And we've worked with a few companies who are not trying to sort of make a quarter. They're trying to create an ongoing business that takes everything, the future into consideration. And I, there's so much rich storytelling there for you guys. One of my favorite like uh, ads in that, in that vein was for L.L. Bean years ago. And it said, um, the headline was something like, if your grandchildren are uh, dissatisfied with this jacket for any reasons, have them return it to our grandchildren. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. We, we, we love LLB. And by the way, they're, uh, we yeah. we're very friendly with them as another, you know, main business. And I, I, they're a dream brand. They're so, such a great brand. For sure. Yeah. So do you have a one, you know, there's so much rich storytelling we've been talking about. Do, what's your one sentence brief that you tell your audience if you have one? Ooh, so many different directions to take that one. I would say we really kind of start with our our roots. You know, we're so deeply rooted in, in Down East Maine. So I would say um, Wyman's is a 150-year-old family-owned company that is fruit-obsessed. I love, I love fruit-obsessed. That's great. It's almost like a, a great uh, tone of voice and personality as well. Though we've said you're, you know, your personality really is to be more humble than that. But yeah, for sure. But I, I will say that like, when we think about our employees, like we, we take fruit very seriously. Yeah. I mean, it's, but yeah. we don't really take ourselves too seriously. So like we, yeah. everyone, everyone gets along. It's like one of those, you know, I've worked at so many different places where there's always, you know, internal politics. And like that just doesn't, I'm sure it exists in pockets, but for the most part, people really work hard and yeah. you know we are as i mentioned sort of resource thin based on both kind of the talent pool and um just the, being in a rural part of the state and just having that be a bit of a challenge but it's like we all kind of give each other a break it's like everyone's yeah. doing the, the best that we can and and has a lot on their plate but um well you're killing it i mean <laughs> so yeah. you guys are killing it it's amazing what well, if you, you do you guys have a do you have an articulation for your look and feel for how you approach the world if your brand had a Pinterest board, what would it be called? <laughs> so probably something like very good, very goodness. Um, I can say our our values, we, we have two values as, as a company and they're very simple. The first is do the right thing. And the second is seek a better way. Mm -hmm. And that really resonates across all of our employees and just how we approach business in general. I mean, even like through customer service, like, we haven't talked about this yet, but I mean, we get inquiries through email, phone call, social, customer service of people that just want to tell us how much they love yeah. the products. And they and, and I, I, we are so lucky to have these really loyal consumers. Like what brand do you know of where you're like, oh, we just have this like built in loyalty with people. How yeah. do we activate that? Yeah. So anyways, the, the, the kind of the do the right thing and seek a better way is across everything that we do from having one-on-one -on -one conversations with customers to, you know, just, I don't know, making CapEx decisions as a business. Yeah. Um, well, that's what a great brand does. It, it helps you drive everything. Exactly. And it's the difference between some companies that are a house of brands where it is just kind of a, it's a, a logo, <laughs> you know, versus uh, uh, something that drives an entire culture.
And, and um, you know, it's such an advantage. It, it is. And sort of along that same line, um, and something that has been unique in my experience at Wyman's, but something that I, I really love is, you know, we, we have to be, you have to be fluid and flexible in your way of thinking. The yield of wild blueberries changes every year. Like I, I yeah. Yeah. we can do everything that we can control. We can do it perfectly, but mother nature still controls at least half yeah. of it, you know? And yeah. so you sort of have to have this kind of innate sense of flexibility when you're working right. at the company, because it's, it's really not black and white. You're sort of, you are working in partnership with mother nature. And in a lot of cases she decides. Yeah. It's not a factory driven monoculture, right? It's Correct. A, it is, it is living off the land in a, in a really powerful way. Absolutely. Yes. So you have to take care of the land, which is great. So I have a question that I ask, um, and because of my, my dopey drinkstagram account where I, I make cocktails and I have actually used your stuff many times <laughs> yes, in cocktails. And man, I mean, it's magic. It really is. What, if your brand was a cocktail, what, what would it be? I'm, I'm so excited you asked me this question. And before I, before I answer, I will say, I, I sort of love it that you and I got connected because of, what is it? I got my thrill, right? You did a cocktail yeah. that was yeah. using yeah. fresh blueberries. And our, our mutual friend, Matt Steiker, connected us over that. I, think, I, I don't know yeah. if this is true, but I imagine Matt being like, ordinary blueberries like these cocktails are works of art like i i will promote your drinkstagram oh, because you. your your cocktails are stunning truly and so oh, i, I love i love that he connected us but yeah so you are you i think had one of the first ever you know the quart size uh bottle of concentrate in which now we've we've uh there's bars and, and restaurants throughout maine that are everyone needs it it's incredible it's so highly concentrated like a little bit really goes yeah. A long way, but I think what was you did uh, the daylight savings time cocktail yeah. with that, which I yeah. thought was wonderful. But anyway, so I'm not sure if I mentioned this to you or, or not. But when I I moved to Portland eight years ago, not knowing a soul, and started a cocktail club, and that's mm. really how I met my my friends and now network. You know, we sort of extended yeah. beyond that. Yeah. But for, for years, we got together once a month and just learned about different spirits and kind of learned how to be cocktailiers. And we created our own line of bitters and all this stuff. So oh, yeah, that. when I got the job at Wyman's, we of course threw a wild blueberry themed cocktail club. We made up all these different drinks and the best that came out of that, we called the main 75, which mm. was just a twist on the, the classic French 75. Yeah, sure. And yeah. we used a wild blueberry eau de vie that is produced by a company that's local in Camden, Maine called Blue Baron Distilling. And the cool thing about that is one of the co-owners is a seventh generation wild blueberry grower who has been working with Wyman's, you know, his whole family history. So for, yeah. for years. Um, so the main 75, it's the, the wild blueberry concentrator, the wild blueberry in any form, you, you know, like it, it gives you this taste, but it's also a beautiful color. Yeah, it is stunning. So I would say if we were a cocktail, we would be the main 75. Here's what's amazing that I do want to say about your blueberries don't taste like blueberries. They taste like blueberries should taste, if that makes any <laughs> sense. And I, I really mean that. Like I, when I, the first time I tasted your product, I went, oh, these, oh, oh. And you'll then have a regular blueberry and go, it's kind of nothing. Like Mainers call ordinary blueberries grapes because they're basically yeah. like water. And, and a wild yeah. blueberry is, it, it has this really intense flavor. Yeah. I'm, I'm so glad that we've converted you and that you well, are. You will, you will literally destroy the notion of blueberries for people in a great, <laughs> in a great way. Like you really will. Like you don't, you don't really realize until you, I, I, it's like I went to, uh, I, you know, went to Italy 20 years ago and had coffee and went, oh, oh right. <laughs> that's what coffee tastes like. I had no idea, you know? Exactly. I, so I, I hope we, you know, obviously we'll stay in touch, but I hope, um, yeah. 
in a couple of years, that's the case that we have, we've been able to kind of get the word out. Yeah. Incredible. I love it. Well, I love what you're doing. I'm so happy you're there. I think the way you guys manage the brand and the the land and the product and the, the the blueberry and people's health, it's important. It really is important to have companies like you out there. And I'm very thankful for it. And I'm really thankful that you were on the show. But thank you. This was this is the most fun I've had today. And I, I really appreciate you, you know, taking an interest in, in Wyman's and wild blueberries and just being an advocate for us. So love it. Love uh, it. This is Wonderful. a blast. Thank you. Thank you. This has been another episode of Brands in Action. Many thanks to our guest, Colleen Craig of Wyman's. Today's show has been brought to you by Pony Source Brewing. The beer, beer would drink if beer could drink beer. Pony Source Brewing, drink about it. If you're digging the show, please give us a review and a like. It really does make a difference. Production help by Nathan Nichols, editing by Sarah Voorhees-Wendell, executive production by Alexa Tesoriero, and music by Medium Heat. All other help from your friendly neighborhood Baldwin Ant.